0: What a beautiful gift it is to be loved by the people we love. What a beautiful thing it is that we get to build relationships in which people can show up in a way that makes us feel honored and cherished and special. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all. And not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the Queen of Your Castle. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lynch, switching things up and going to do a little solo jam this week. It feels like it's been a hot minute since I have recorded an episode on my own. So I'm really excited. <laughs> I say this every time. It's like the boy who cried wolf, isn't it? I'm really excited for this episode. Um, it's going to be something a little bit different, but pretty in alignment with who I am and the message that I share. And I, I hope that you enjoy it. Um, it's a a really beautiful evening here As I'm recording this, um, spring is springing. The days are getting longer. The sun is getting warmer. The grass is starting to green up. The buds on the trees are starting to poke their little beautiful faces out. Just beautiful. Makes me so happy. Plus, I hit the jackpot last night and found four whole bottles of Fresca, which is basically the best news ever. Because it seems that it's always sold out. And something I learned today Is that there is black cherry fresca? So I'm gonna have to go on a mission to find black cherry fresca. This is just too good to be true. I love fresca. Okay, hashtag not sponsored. I just love it. Anyway, here in Alberta, uh, we just got put into another legislated lockdown because our blovid, blovid, blovid numbers are on the rise again. So. To say that this beautiful spring weather is a freaking relief is an understatement. Uh, thank thank everything holy that we have outside on our side. Late spring and summer in Canada are the best. You know, all, all two weeks of it. <laughs> Not funny just me. Okay. Don't worry. This isn't a Blowvid podcast. I don't know what's happening here. I'm just touching buttons. I hope you enjoy my sound effects. You like them? Weep. Wah. Okay. We're not talking about Blovid today. Um, quite the contrary, actually. Uh, today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a few really powerful ways that you can start to recognize when you are receiving intuitive guidance. And how to learn to lean into those intuitive nudges and trust this guidance that you're getting so that you can make decisions that are in alignment and in integrity with who you really are instead of who you maybe are telling yourself that other people need or want you to be. So why is that important? I'm going to get there in just a second. Um, a little bit of backstory about why we're doing this episode. The deeper that I get into my own unbecoming, unbecoming, the more layers that I peel back of my own proverbial onion, AKA, the more healing and growing and developing that I do personally by stripping away layer after layer after layer of these identities that I've created over the years in order to fit into certain places in life, in order to be accepted, in order to be liked, right? In order to fit in. The more that I strip away those facades, The armor, as Brene Brown calls it. The more I strip that away, the more deeply that I care about being true and authentic to myself above everything and everyone else. Um, This has led to some really vulnerable conversations between me and some people that I love very deeply. And it's been really uncomfortable, you know, stepping into... This current truest version of myself. And, you know, inside the stepmom story this past couple of weeks, which if you're not familiar with the stepmom story, if you haven't heard me talk about it before, basically, not basically, there's nothing basic about it. But the stepmom story is the amazing online uh, transformation and healing community that I host and facilitate for stepmoms from all over the world so inside the stepmom story this past couple of weeks the theme that's been coming up and the questions that are being asked the common thread is that a good handful of our members are working through has been in the area of loving themselves and we've all probably heard that advice like Love yourself first, because how can you ever love anyone if you can't love yourself? I personally think that that you can't love anyone if you don't love yourself. Phrase is BS, quite quite frankly. Um, you most definitely can love other people if you don't love yourself, in my opinion. Um, and specifically, you can love the parts in other people that you love in Yourself. So to me, loving yourself fully and completely means that you can acknowledge and accept the full range of your humanness. And that includes the parts of you that you might currently deny are part of you. That might include the parts of you that make you feel ashamed of yourself. That might include the parts of you that you wish didn't exist. But a good way to know what parts of you that you might be denying is to ask yourself what traits or behaviors do you see in other people that you detest, that you despise? That's a really big that's a really big topic. so I'm not gonna go down uh, the rabbit hole too much with that. But basically what I'm trying to get at is, at least in my own interpretation, self-love is a, a spectrum. It's not a destination like it's 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 not a binary, right? It's not like a black and white binary like yes no, yes, you love yourself or no you hate yourself. It's fluid, it ebbs and it flows and it changes. And some days you might be further to the left or further to the right of the spectrum. And that's okay, right? It's it's go, it's going to change. It's going to fluctuate and that is okay. But this really sort of like sinking sand trap that so many stepmoms and women find themselves in, including me, is that... You can look outside of yourself to find the love that maybe you're missing inside. So in other words, a lot of women tend to really rely on the love of their spouses or the love of their kids or their stepkids or rely on the love of a parent or a sibling or a friend in order to feel loved, in order to feel good enough in order to feel accepted. We look to all these other people to love us so that we can really, really, really feel loved. And that's not a bad thing, right? Like that can be a really beautiful thing. What a beautiful gift it is to be loved by the people we love. What a beautiful thing it is that we get to build relationships in which people can show up in a way that makes us feel honored and cherished and special. But unfortunately we've been led to believe that it's that love, that it's their love, that it's the love of other people. That is the most important kind of love. And partnering and parenting are so heavily emphasized to women in our culture right like how many 3 year old baby girls have you seen pushing like toy baby carriages with with baby dolls inside we've got barbie dream houses for girls right we play we play husband and wife we read books about husbands and wives we see tv programming with husband and wives right one family structure heterosexual family structure and we're all fed messages about the type of family that we should strive for and anything outside of that is not normal right it's deviant that's what we're programmed with these are the beliefs that we're programmed with so since we've been very young at least if you grew up in the kind of with the kind of media exposure that i grew up around You might have been fantasizing about the type of wedding that you might want one day since you like weren't even through puberty, right? You might have been already anticipating what type of marriage you might want to end up in. And like, have you noticed it's like the two most popular questions that women get asked when they meet somebody new, the two most popular and also most triggering questions are you married and do you have kids? And this isn't about making that programming wrong. It's about helping you to become aware of it, aware of how pervasive this programming is in our culture so that you can get curious about it. So that you can get curious about whether or not this programming and the patterns that result from that programming are serving you. But something that I've noticed is that because, if you're like most people, because you might tend to rely really heavily on the love of your spouse or the love of your stepkids or the love of your kids or friends or lovers or parents, or siblings, you might rely on the love of all those other people in order to really feel loved. We, as humans, have a tendency to do whatever it takes to hang on to that love. Because it feels so good to be loved, doesn't it? It feels so good to be wanted and needed and loved and cherished. But unfortunately, one of the ways that we have learned will allow us to hold on to and extend that love is by creating identities, personas that we believe is more lovable than the true version of ourself. And we form those identities based on the data that we gather from our loved ones. And this is a really well-intentioned camouflage, isn't it? Like it it makes so much sense why we do it. Love feels good. And from like a survival standpoint, like on an evolutionary brain-based level, we do what we have to do in order to create safety and security for ourselves. And there's no shame in that, right? This isn't about making this wrong. It's not wrong. But the reason, the problem that might eventually arise from these patterns of chameleoning is, you know, I I don't know about you, but there have definitely been several points in time throughout my life where I basically woke up one day and looked in the mirror and was like, who the fuck am I? Like on the outside, I had it all, right? But inside, I felt empty. I felt unfamiliar to myself. I felt foreign to myself. And many times throughout my life, I've asked myself some version of this question of who did I become while I've been on this pursuit to be loved and accepted, And something that has proved to be true for me and for many of my clients is that it's exhausting to have to reinvent yourself all the time based on who is around you, who is in your surroundings. It's exhausting saying yes when you want to say no. It's exhausting being on this never-ending journey, the never-ending story where you're trying to get enough love to finally feel loved enough. It's exhausting going above and beyond for kids who might not even appreciate you or might not even acknowledge you. It's exhausting taking on a bunch of parenting responsibilities you maybe didn't necessarily actually even agree to. It's exhausting having to be better than or different than your spouse's ex. Like I'm tired just talking about it. So if this is resonating with you, I want you to know that I see you and I fucking get it so hard. I get it so hard thinking that maybe if you just did a little more or said something a little bit nicer or didn't say anything at all, that you could really confidently secure your position in this family where you're not 100% sure if you fit in or not. And if this is resonating with you, then this is exactly why it's so important that you learn to tune to, to, learn to tune to, learn to tune into and listen to your own inner guidance system. Because whether you accept this now or later, you will realize that one very, very important ingredient to living a peaceful, confident, empowered life is being able to feel and respond to your intuition, your inner compass, right? Your gut feelings, your knowing. Some people describe it as a knowing. I just knew, right? So back at the beginning of the episode, when I said I was going to introduce you to a few ways to learn how to lean into those intuitive nudges and trust the guidance that you're getting when you get it so that you can make decisions that are in alignment and integrity with who you really are instead of who you tell yourself other people might need or want you to be. Why is that important? It's important because then you get to not only start to trust yourself, but you also get to really, really, really grow the amount of love, unconditional love, that you have for yourself. You get to practice making decisions and taking actions because it's right for you. And when you live in integrity with who you really are, eventually you will probably end up a little bit further to the self-love end of the spectrum a little more often. And that might feel a little bit easier, a little bit lighter. And that means that when the kids come for their visits and they don't say hi to you, it doesn't hurt quite as bad. That means when you get volunteered for a pickup or a drop-off and you really don't effing want to do it, you trust yourself enough to say no and encourage your spouse to make different arrangements. That means when you're being mean-mugged by your spouse's ex, it just rolls off you like a water off a duck's back because you are not someone else's opinion of you. And what greater gift can you give yourself than your own self-love? I'll wait. I'll wait. What greater gift can you give yourself than your own self-love? Nada. Nada. So, without further ado, here is your intro to intuition. If you already practice listening to your intuition, then these are still going to help you reinforce the practice. All of us all of us, even master master intuition listeners, want to continue to develop this skill and hone on, hone in on this skill of of trusting and feeling and abiding your intuition. So, first one, the first powerful way that you can begin to tune in and harness the gifts that intuition will give to you. Is, you know, begin to pay attention to the times that you say to yourself, I knew that was going to happen, or I had a feeling it would work out this way, or I knew I should have listened to my gut, right? Begin to pay attention to any time that you knew that you knew that was coming without knowing how you knew that was coming. Like for me, what's coming up for me right now as I say this is that I will get intuitive nudges when I'm driving. If I'm going a little bit too fast, that maybe there might be a police officer somewhere around. And so I'll slow down and then lo and behold, there's a police officer, right? I didn't know that, but I got a little intuitive hit. I got a little, huh. And if I wouldn't have slowed down and I would have got a ticket, then I would have been kicking myself because I I knew that I knew that there was a police officer right I had a gut feeling so when you start to recognize all of these times throughout a day that you actually are getting these little intuitive hits these little intuitive nudges and then thinking back oh I knew that was going to happen right What then what you get to do is sort of train yourself to be on the lookout for when that is happening for when you are getting these little intuitive hits then what you get to do is work on shortening the time between getting the nudge and realizing that you got the nudge instead of like oh I knew that was going to happen after it already happens you get to the place where you get the nudge and you essentially know what's going to happen so you can make a decision based on that And if you're wondering like, does everyone have intuition? Yes. Every human has the gift of intuition. And the only way I can like describe it, if you've never really explored what this is, or you don't really know what I'm talking about, the only way I can really describe intuition is that it's a knowing without knowing how, you know, you know, like what is that friends episode? So they know that we know that, you know, that we know, right? (laughs) That's what intuition is. It's, A knowing without knowing that you know or how you know. You just know. Uh, So training yourself to tune into intuition before you make decisions only gets to start happening once you recognize what intuition feels like specifically in your body. And it really does feel different for everyone. Some people describe it as like a nudge. Like for me, it feels like a little nudge in my chest. Um, I've heard some people describe it as like a little fluttering in their chest. Uh, But not like the same fluttering as anxiety. Just like a little like blip. (laughs) A little blip in the chest. (laughs) Some people just describe it as a knowing, right? Like a hint. And this isn't like anything woo-woo or weird. This is every human has intuition. Every human has intuition, period it's just the level of attunement that varies between people the second intuition harnessing practice is easier said than done here it is write this down if you're not driving stop thinking stop thinking stop thinking Inside the stepmom story, we work really diligently on breaking the patterns of overthinking because I see it all the time and I do it all the time, how people can think their way into and think their way out of a problem a hundred times. And never get out of the problem. They're just going round and round and round and round on the hamster wheel, right? Like you'll think yourself in and out and in and out. And then you'll think yourself right back in. And then you're going to think yourself into a hundred more problems. Thinking's great. Thinking's important. But getting on the hamster wheel and like doing pros and cons lists and flow charts and coming up with every possible outcome before making any decisions isn't necessarily the best use of your time or energy or brain space, but like you do you, you do you. I just, I just happen to believe that overthinking is really a surefire way to absolutely drown out any intuitive nudges that you're getting. So stop thinking. Huge with intuition. Stop thinking. Three, third one, number three. Three. Develop mindfulness practices that help you enhance the connection between your mind and your body. Develop mindfulness practices that help you enhance the connection between your mind and your body. So what do I mean by that? Meditation, obviously, is the first one that comes to mind, which is one of the reasons that I created the Meditations for Stepmom's course But other mindfulness practices that will help you connect the sensations of your body to your mind could be as simple as taking a walk without your device or going through a five senses exercise where you find something that you can see, that you can hear, that you can smell, that you can taste, that you can touch. And you get to be really present with your senses. And the reason this is important is because if you are like most people, then you might feel out of touch with your intuition simply because you are so out of touch with your body. And intuition is felt. It's not thought. It's felt. It's sensed. Okay? It's, it's part. It's, it's just, the information is given to you via your senses, And in order to be in tune with your senses, you need to be connected to your body. And how much fun do you get to have discovering all these new ways to restore or strengthen that beautiful connection between your mind and your body? Because they are connected. And finally, this fourth one is probably one of my favorites, And that is pay attention to coincidences. Pay attention to coincidences. What do I mean by that? Anything that really feels like guidance or like it might be a sign is what I mean. Okay, like, okay, (laughs) let me back up here. I'll give you an example to illustrate what I mean. A few weeks ago, like last month, I guess it would have been now, in April, um, Rory, who, if you don't know, is my three-year-old, uh, Rory and I went down to one of the ravines in the city for a walk. There's like a ravine and a little, like creeks and trees and walking paths and stairs, and it's just a really nice spot to go for a really nice walk in nature in the, in the city, like I said, springtime, right? We're excited. We've just been cooped up for nine effing months in Canada and the damn winter and it. So we, Rory and I, take our Doberman sailor and because, yes, you can take your dogs to this ravine too, which is awesome. So we take our Doberman sailor and we go to this ravine for a walk. And at the time, I can remember just feeling. Really, 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 really effing burnt out. Like beyond burnt out. I have been, and especially up to that point, had been working really, really, really long days between this nursing gig that I'm wrapping up and having coaching calls with step queen clients in the evenings You know, I was getting up at the butt crack of dawn to record podcast episodes and then working 10 hours at this nursing gig and then coming back and doing coaching calls for two or three hours in the evenings. I'd also just at the time of this story, I had just closed enrollment to the stepmom story. Um, which is a big deal because before enrollment to the stepmom story, I always host a free workshop series or a free event of some sort, like an online party, basically. And so with coming with closing enrollment to the stepmom story that I had just wrapped up, um, I had also just finished hosting this free workshop series for the better part of the entire month. And toward the end of that, when I was feeling very tired and very burnt out, right around the time that we went, Rory and Sailor and I went for this walk at this ravine, um, I had some family health, really crises pop up for a couple of people in my family. And I was just, I was just so tired. Like I was just so tired. So Rory and Sailor and I are down at the ravine. We're having a walk so that the dog and the boy could burn off some steam and so that I could clear my head. And we get to this part of the walk where we could either keep going and follow the path or hang kind of a little bit of a right and take the stairs. Now, usually I would take the stairs because exercise, right? Like stairs are great exercise. But I felt this little intuitive nudge to keep following the path, so I did, and just around the corner, I saw it staring right up at me, was this little red-headed woodpecker, and then of course, Sailor and Rory ruin the moment, and they start running at it, so it flew up into a tree, but the rest of the walk, I could hear it, you know, doing its woodpecker thing. I can't do it. Anyway, anyway, my face is actually blushing right now. Weird, takes a lot for me to feel embarrassed. Anyway, it's doing its woodpecker thing for the rest of the walk and I can hear it, right? Tap, 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 tap. But since I really do not believe in uh, coincidences being random, and I'm always on the lookout for signs. Um, I'm very intuitively guided in a lot of things I do in life. I'm very emotional and very intuitively guided. So I'm always kind of on the lookout for things like this, to look out for signs like this, right? And animal totems are one of them. And because I was intuitively guided to go that way, to follow the path, even though I normally would have taken the stairs, I let me go back to, the, to my vehicle not while I was driving. My phone was there. <laughs> when I got back to my vehicle, I looked, not driving, again, let me reiterate, I was not driving. I looked up what the meaning was of a woodpecker animal totem. Now, this specific interpretation is from sunsigns.org, okay? And the title of it is Woodpecker Animal Totem Symbolism and Meanings. It says, and I quote, The noisy little woodpecker animal totem certainly makes his presence known in the wild. In addition to being highly communicative, these birds are focused on making progress. They're opportunistic and lively birds that don't hesitate to put 100% effort into all that they do. The Woodpecker Animal Guides tells us to protect our creativity and wisdom from threats. This bird totem reminds us of the crucial balance, meaning the balance of home and family life. Then it goes on to say some other things and... It says in there too, you know, in some indigenous cultures, the woodpecker has also been seen as a symbol of home protection. Um, And apparently there is a myth that some tribes tell, some tribes from the prairie regions tell that there's a myth that involves a woodpecker and a turkey who are vying for the title of protector of humankind. So pretty cool totem. Right, pretty relevant, pretty applicable to what I was experiencing in that moment in life, right, in that phase of my life last month. So, the meaning that I gathered from that little visit from this woodpecker, from following my intuition, was that I was essentially endangering my creativity and my wisdom. And this good work that I'm here to do in people's homes and people's families because of how out of balance that I was with my own family life. And it's unfortunate that it took a few kind of scary family health issues to pull me out of this pattern that I continue to get in of overdoing, right? Overdoing, overachieving, proving, hustling. But I also interpreted that animal totem to mean that I'm on the right path, right? Everything I do is in some way, shape or form to protect and fight for the home, the home. Everything I do as Step Queen is to fight for you and your family members in your homes. And this lovely little totem that was presented to me because I allowed myself to be guided by my intuition, I interpreted as this really gentle reminder to also give my energy to my own home, right? Balance. So powerful, like so powerful. These signs are everywhere. Right, once you start tuning in, you probably hear people t- say lots like, Oh, it's eleven eleven or repeating numbers, right? Two, 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 two. My thing, my number, the number that I'm seeing repeating so much in my life right now for the last like six weeks plus has been two, two, two twos everywhere. Right. Um And it's it's really it's really interesting to see how there are these like breadcrumbs essentially left for you on your journey back home to yourself. So there you have it, folks. Four very, very, very powerful ways that you can learn to tune in and trust your intuition so that you can live authentically, live in alignment with who you really are, And just a quick little recap as to what those are. Number one is to begin to pay attention to the times that you realize that you had an intuitive hit when you say to yourself, like, I knew that was going to happen or I should have listened to my gut, right? And then practice shortening the time it takes to get the nudge and realize that you've had the nudge. Second, crucially important, stop thinking. (laughs) Stop overthinking third develop mindfulness practices that help you enhance the connection between your mind and your body and finally pay attention to coincidences pay attention to signs they're everywhere they're everywhere the fact that you are hearing the fact that you are hearing this right now is a sign but actually right there's signs everywhere There's no such thing as random coincidences. Everything that is happening in your life is happening for you, for your highest good. Whether you believe that now or you believe that later, that is the truth. That is a universal law. So I hope you uh, have some really neat interactions with your intuition in the next little bit. And, Hit me up on, hit me up on the grams, guys. Send me a DM on Instagram, at the step queen, if you don't already follow me. And you know what? It would really mean the world to me if you are an Apple listener. If you could leave me a rating and a review, I would really appreciate, I would really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk soon. We'll talk uh, next week. What do you say? I'll meet you there. Have a great week. Well, hello there. The fact that you are listening to this message means that you are really digging the podcast. And that is why I want to invite you to enroll in Peace, Love, Stepmom, which is a free online course for stepmoms that is going to help you learn exactly how to create step family harmony without having to walk on eggshells, bite your tongue, or ignore your feelings just to keep the peace. It is free to enroll. As soon as you enter your details, you will get instant access to it. It's all online. You don't have to talk to a person, and it will change your life. Head to www. Do people still say that. Head to peacefullovestepmom.com to enroll and get instant access now. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams and I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week, same time, same place. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend.